0: I think I get this from my dad, but tell me if you guys do this. Sometimes I will kid some I'll kid with somebody, is a stranger. I'll start kidding and I'll start joking around with them. And then sometimes they think that I'm serious. And that's the moment where you could either continue the joke and say, I'm just I'm just messing with you. Or sometimes that moment feels like it might be a little too awkward. So you just extend the joke a little longer, the lie. And make it a little bit more outrageous so that then they go, you're kidding, right? But if that doesn't happen, you take it a little further and keep making it a little bit more outrageous, hoping eventually they're going to say, oh, you're joking. But sometimes they don't. Sometimes they keep going. And by then you're so far out there that you cannot turn back and say, you're kidding, because then you're going to, make them think that you're just making fun of them. I've had this happen a few times. And I'm going to talk about one of those times on this podcast. And let me know, comment below, if you have had this, or if you're that kind of person, sometimes being a joking person um, backfires on you. So I got my buddy, Bernie Calcoat, one of my favorite guests on this podcast to answer your questions. If you have one, email Granger Smith podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Even if it's just a shout out or a question about anything, I'm going to help you with that. Welcome to the Granger Smith podcast. Yee ye, Roll the intro. Me back. You're back. Bernie's back. We're gonna answer some questions. And Bernie's one of my favorite people to have with me. In fact, I had him last week. And the reason I have Bernie help me answer these questions is because when I have a question about life, it could be anything. Career, family, faith, outdoors. It's like it sounds like I'm describing yee-yee. If I have a question, <laughs> I will call Bernie. I've done it for 20 years, so I just figured. You guys ask me all these questions, and it'd be nice to have someone that I trust helping me answer them. If you have anything, email GrangerSmithPodcast at gmail.com. could be any kind of subject. I have kind of categorized some today for the podcast. Happy Monday morning to everyone. You want to dig in? Yeah, let's do it. So last week, we answered a bunch of questions, and we left one that unanswered. That's right. The subject line was, boyfriend wanting to be in the music industry. Mm-hmm. So I figured today I'll open this box and see what it says. Yeah. It says, Hey Granger, my name is Marissa. I'm 23 years old, currently in Franklin, Tennessee. Oh, Franklin, Tennessee. Yeah. My, My boyfriend is trying to become a drummer in a band. He is attending Dark Horse Institute. Do you have any advice for him? What is the best thing I could do to show him my love and support him in his dream? I am a mechanic apprentice and financially want to let him go full on with his passion without spreading himself too thin. He has an opportunity to to do an internship with Dark Horse, but we would need to get a job to pay the bills on top of that. I'm not afraid to get a second job to help him get there. We're coming up on three years together. I honestly want to do whatever needed to take care of him. We picked up our whole lives in Colorado, and I'm afraid he won't continue following his dream just because we may not financially be able to do it. How do we find the financial balance with following his dreams without either of us draining out? And she says, I saw you at Grizzly Rose in Colorado. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Marissa.
1: Drummer. She say the drummer's name? No. Her boyfriend's name? No.
0: Okay. Let's start with this. You're really asking for advice that we could only really give to a married couple. And it's kind of digging yep. a little deep here and that's kind of, and I don't want to I don't want yep. to disrespect you in that way at all or your boyfriend. But just being honest, you're asking me to answer financial goal-oriented questions when you aren't legally married. And so it's almost irrelevant. So my first advice to you is get that taken care of. Mm -hmm. Because... Yeah, it sounds like you're all all in on the guy and he's all in on you. Yeah, Um, you love him. You obviously love him. That's why you're asking all these questions. So go ahead and take care of that so that... You know, in a court of law, first of all, everything, I mean, what you're, all the stuff you're saying, if, if one of you dies or something happens, none of it matters because in a court of law, none of it is, is going to hold together. Yeah. So. And then it's not your money helping him.
1: It's y'all's money together. Yeah. It, it
0: Everything is, is y'all's together. It also Um, just protects you. I mean, I know you love him. I know you trust him, but the dude, he's a drummer. Yeah. (laughs) If he takes off on you and you've invested (laughs) not only your money, but your time and not only your time, but even more importantly, your home from Colorado to Tennessee, you've given this up and you're probably thinking, Oh, absolutely. I love him. I trust him. I get it. I get that. But you've get, you've sacrificed a lot for this and, the The first thing you need to get her in return is a ring on your finger. It's probably not yeah. at all what she was expecting to yeah, say. How no. this answer was going to go.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of questions that I would have for Marissa about you know your relationship and <clears throat> did you guys move from Colorado to Franklin, mm. which is outside of Nashville? That's so what like, it sounds like to be close to the music business. And again, we. You know, I'll, every time I come on, I always try to state, you can't replace the value of sitting with somebody in in a, in a conversation, there's a dialogue. It's a back and forth. Like we have questions about like the more of the situation. So it, it's a challenge to like give you answers that are kind of like broad without knowing, like, cause she may say, Oh yeah, well, we're engaged or right. we are going to get married or, you know, there's a lot of questions, you know, to that, that I would be asking, but so make sure you're talking with other people, you know, connecting with other people that and asking them the questions, and you're walking through life with people. That's why Granger and I do this, you know, or have done it together, uh, you know, for twenty years, and why we help to uh, help out some other people. Um, yeah, I, I think that he shouldn't, as a drummer. I, how do you how do you go all in as a drummer and like? Not be able to, uh, you know, just kind of give everything to it, like
0: this, you know, internship at Dark Horse. I've never heard of uh, that. Uh, like, have you heard of Dark Horse? You know, I, I don't know what that is, and
1: I feel like Dark Horse sounds familiar um, from Na- my Nashville days, but yeah, um,
0: it's probably great. It's probably expensive. And I've seen many yeah. drummers in my life. I've known many drummers. I've known, I've known drummers that play on the, you know, the bar down the street. And I've known drummers that play for worldwide touring bands. And, you know, Justin Timberlake level. And none of them have gone to Dark Horse. And none of them needed Dark Horse to get them to where they were. Sure. I've yeah. also known many studio musicians <clears throat> that are the top studio musicians in the world. And none of them needed an institute to get them there. What got them there was ultimately meeting, well, first of all, like you said in the last podcast, practicing like crazy, being absolutely obsessed with practicing. And then after that, meeting the right people, getting in the right band, getting down the road, meeting other people at festivals, and you just, you become the guy where someone says, do you have a recommendation for a drummer? And you become on the top three of that list for everyone that meets you. Yeah. Oh, dude, I got a drummer. Yeah, absolutely. So I think this, sh- Marissa,
1: Marissa, right? Um, yeah. I, I think if you have reservations or you're kind of wondering or like what, I'm hoping that you've had these open, honest conversations with him. And regardless. If you're out there listening and you have these life changes or you're trying to support your husband or wife or these things, there has to be a dialogue and an honest dialogue about, hey, I want to do this. Okay, Um, I want to support you 100%. Here's Here's my fears in this. And maybe you can help me rationalize those fears and calm those. Or maybe they're valid reasons that we need to like, maybe there's a different path to him being a full-time drummer in the industry. Um, But I think there has to be a dialogue to where you feel good and not just okay, but you feel excited and enthusiastic about the adventure you guys are going to be on together. And I think Grizz is right. Like um, the best way for y'all to be kind of all in on each other, ups and downs, highs and lows is, is to,
0: you know, Get married, yeah. Commit I, for the rest of your life. I, I need to say on this podcast, and if you if you followed me for a long time, you understand this. If you're new, let me just be clear about something. I don't ever intend to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't ever intend to piss anyone off. I don't ever intend to throw hate or shade your way. What I do intend is for this podcast to be as if we are on a personal level and we're friends. And we're sitting around a campfire and you ask advice and we've been, we've known each other for 20 years. And I say, Marissa, I've known you for 20 years. Let me tell you straight up. You need to marry this dude. No girlfriend ever needs to feel a responsibility to get a second job to help a boyfriend. That's it. That's what I would tell you. That's not throwing shade your way or being disrespectful. That's how I'm trying to attempt to answer a question as if we were close friends. So, Um, as I go through these questions, I'm just going to tell you what's on my heart. And part of the part of Bernie talked, Bernie and I talked earlier, but part of the mission of this podcast is to build, um, family-based integrity driven, um, faith oriented family life. And you're not going to get there making these kind of decisions as a, as a girlfriend. So don't put the cart in front of the horse here. The horse in front of the cart. What do you say? What's that? cart in front of the horse because usually yeah. the <laughs> right. cart is <does> not <laughs> carrying the horse. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get it mixed up, right? Like, get your priorities right. Okay. We got that straight? Yeah. Thank you, Marissa. And good luck. Good luck. Drumming is uh, it's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: You see that? I can drum.
0: Pretty you are crazy. good. Yeah. the best air drummer there is we did this last podcast and I kind of liked it I'm going to throw out some titles here I'm going to throw out some subject lines of these emails if you have anything guys email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com any subject could just be a shout out give it to me dealing with adversity cease and desist what's next anonymous please help podcast question or insert witty line to catch your attention here. <laughs> uh, I got to go with the last guy or girl. Okay.
1: All right. And I got to know the date. Like, when was that from? It's from
0: November okay. of 2020.
1: Yeah, because I feel like we've talked about that, you know, before this, about having, you know, witty titles, and that's what's going to catch. So, yeah. So. And it's kind of like a grab bag. We don't know where we're going to get here.
0: So. so is, is it, it- long? Yeah, but I know exactly where to go. Okay. Um, Hey, Granger, my name is Faith, and my husband and I live outside of a small town for uh, about an hour outside of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And she says some really sweet things, and I'm going to get straight to her question here. It says, we are approaching our time for having kids, and we talk all the time about it. What values we want to be important, what life we would like, how we need to prep, etc., how did you and Amber know it was time and what things did you consider before bringing part of you, another part of you into this world? We struggle with if we have a baby, um, then if we want to make life changes, new house specifically, uh, if we what do we do if we're able to do it? And do we, fo- what do we focus on before having kids, which we both don't really want to wait as long as it might take to pan all this out? And um, it is a case of can you always find something you want to accomplish or have done before having a baby? I know i'm we're mentally ready, um but it seems very daunting. I'll be um completely doing a happy dance if you read this on your podcast and have some <laughs> advice. Thank you for reading this and taking the time to chat Faith so faith, the Canadian uh, here we go.'m jump right into this faith, yep um she says. Yeah, husband. Cool. The time is now. Yeah, that's how I'm going to dive into it. The time yep. is right now. The time is now, Faith. There is no prep. There is no consideration. There is you. There there is always going to be a new life change around the corner. There's always going to be a potential new house or a new job or as Bernie I talked earlier, a new dog. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> life will always give you an excuse to not grow or start your family. Um, Last week we had a, a, you know, a question about I'm 40 having a baby. Am I too old? Yeah. So some people are going to say I'm 22 and we've only been married nine months. Is it too early to have a baby? So um, life is always going to throw excuses to you, but uh, the time is now. And, and, God has a purpose for you. He has a, He has a reason. He has a meaning yeah. for you. And um, and not only that, but
1: he's going to give you the tools to do the work that these cultures do and, yeah. you know, raise these kids or whatever it is. And so uh, were you guys ready for London? I don't, I don't think we were ready. You say you're mentally ready, uh-huh. which is pretty awesome. I don't think we—I mean, I guess we were kind of—
0: No, uh, I— I might have said I was, but when yeah. she was born, I knew I wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> I was so, like, wow, I wasn't ready for this. Yeah, so all London that to say, like, there's, yeah, just get busy. You're, you're good. Yeah, you're You'll good. Be fine. I have run into this happens a lot in the music world. I've had so many uh, musicians, young musicians, that have come out on tour with us, and they they're always like, yeah, me and my wife, like, we're just waiting because I, I would like to have a record deal before. Or I would like to get I the single just released or the album's coming out in November. So we'd like to get the album out and get the single out because I'm going you know, to do a radio tour. Yeah. I'm going to be busy yeah. and I'm going to have to go on the radio tour. So our thought is like, wait till after the radio tour, like next summer, we can start trying. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm always like, man, you don't realize that after that single, there's another one coming. There's another right. single. Right. And that there is no preparation for the next obstacle that life is going to bring or your career is going to bring. Right. So, yeah. That faith. Yep. Have some faith. It's time. <laughs> it's, time. it's time. It's time. You agree, Bernie? Yeah. Okay.
1: And name your first kid Bernie or Granger. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee you people have named their kid Granger because of you. Have you gotten, like, letters like, we named our kid Granger? I've seen the tattoos. Uh, but have you gotten, like... Hey, I have heard that. You're the... Yeah, I have mindset. heard that. Yeah. And, uh, There's I, not a lot of Bernies out there, guys. Come on. Help is, me out. Like That we need, is awesome. We need more, like, solid... Is Bernie short for anything? Um, no. Like Bernard or something? No. So... Dude, is this a secret about me you don't know? I don't know. Okay. Do you know my name is not Bernie? My name's not Bernard. My name... I feel like I did know this. Yeah. My name is Brian. Yeah, no,
0: I knew that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: My name I is Brian. I didn't know that. And if you have a sibling like I've had, um, like I have, my brother and sister, my brother, Jason, who you know, yep. will give you a nickname 30 seconds after he meets you and so since i've known him my whole life i've had a thousand different nicknames he started calling me bernie when we were playing little league and so it was that time that the announcer said coming up to bat bernie calco and after that it was like everybody just called me bernie
0: Oh my god. And it was so uh, I love that.
1: Before right before that, he called me Bonnie, Bonnie Ball or something weird like that and I like cried. I was like, "Jason, you got to do something different cuz that one's going to stick and yeah. I cannot have that be my name." Yeah. So we did Bernie and then they announced it and it stuck and I was like,
0: "Okay, thank God." And you're but, cool with that. Yeah. So your driver's license cool says Brian?
1: Brian. Yep. Very few people actually know that. I guess a lot more know now. A lot of
0: people know it now. Yeah. I but, knew um, that, but I just yeah. couldn't remember that Jason was the one that, that gave you the nickname. Yeah, he did. That is wild, man. Yep. Um, next up, we're going to go, I'm going to throw it back okay. to you, dealing with adversity, Yeah, I think the first, the first one was the first
1: uh, one that jumped out. I think we go one, then two. Dealing with adversity?
0: Yep. Is that what you said? Yep. Okay, this is a fresh one. This came last week. It says, hey, Granger, my name is Cole. I'm from uh, Pat- uh, Pataskala, Ohio. Pat- Pataskala. From Pataskala, Ohio, I've been following you for a good amount of time. Uh, with the Smiths and with your podcast, I've been dealing with a lot of adversity. seems like it keeps on piling up. It started with my girlfriend breaking up with me on Valentine's Day, and, and after that, <laughs> Damn. Uh, I was trying to take her out the night before to give her something special. It wasn't anything major, but I truly tried, and she... She said that she saw that and appreciated it, but just wasn't happy anymore and wanted to split. A couple weeks later, I was pulling out of the parking lot and someone slammed into the side of my car. A week later, I was playing at my first home game, my senior year of college football at Ohio uh, Wesleyan, and hyperextended my elbow, and I was out the rest of the game. Very similar to what I did to my right elbow my senior year of high school, which I broke it. I saw something that said, being positive doesn't mean being happy all the time. It means that even on the hard days, better days are coming. My question is, do you keep that mindset? I was always trying to remember, I was always trying to remember it's just a rough patch in life, but then something else would happen, and it would start me all over again to lose hope. I appreciate the podcast and the advice you give. I try to mimic my personal podcast after yours. That's Cole Nixon. Nice, Cole. So repeating Cole's little mantra here, it says, being positive doesn't mean being happy all the time. It means that even on the hard days, better days are coming.
1: Dude, there's a lot to unpack there. I don't know how sub-zero deep we want to go, but... um, Cole, um, I... And I know Granger does this too. Um, There is zero value to any words that I could come up with and advice I could come up with. What we have to do is always go back to the word. What does the word say? And how do we Mm -hmm. find a way to communicate that to you in your circumstance? So what, what jumped out to me was the first part of James where it says, consider it pure joy. When you experience trials of many kinds, you're experiencing trials of many kinds. Mm. Um, the way that we can consider those joy is by one, understanding the ultimate uh, reason that they are having the ultimate refinement and, um, building of our faith, perseverance that it's building in you and, and what ultimately that is leading us back to our reliance, you know, and our faith in God. Um, I I don't know if I can answer the question about, like, on the bad day, you know, you you can't be positive every day. I I, I don't know specifically that, but what I do know is if we can wake up each morning and just saturate ourselves in the Word, no matter what adversity or challenges that we're facing, we can start to not just view them as something that we have to get past— but an opportunity to grow into the person that God wants us to be. He's preparing us for what is next. A lot of times we get into these situations, it's just like, I just wish this was over. I wish my arm was better. I wish that I found a new girlfriend. Like, um, don't miss these opportunities. Yep.
0: Don't, don't miss don't, that's great. Yep. That's awesome. Um, obstacle is the way. And if you could switch your mindset because what you're describing here is life, man. It's dude, it's life dude, your girl broke up with you, you got in a car wreck and you hyperextend your elbow. Welcome to life. You know this, man and and once again this is not like a knock on you Nicole. This is if we were on sitting around a campfire I'd say welcome to life. You go through rough patches, you go through easy patches. you go through clear days, you go through stormy days. So it's a mindset, like Bernie's saying, to switch when you hit those obstacles. To switch it and say, "All right, what am I going to learn from this? I got a setback on my my elbow. What am I gonna What am I gonna learn during the rehab process? During the the healing process, what will I have to learn to be a little bit better from in my life next time? That's why old people are so smart for the most part. <laughs> They've just been through a lot of stuff. Yeah, so. Your girlfriend—that's the easiest one out of this whole group. You're Dude, you're gonna find somebody better. You're gonna find yep. somebody better, and the reason you're gonna find somebody better is because you learn just a little bit more through this breakup about what's not, what you don't need. Um, yep. The car, the car slamming into the side of you—that's very inconvenient. See, here's a, here's something good for you. I keep a journal. I know Bernie does too. I keep a journal, and I mine. Me and Bernie differ here. Mine's digital. There's, you write it, so mine is digital, and I use an app called Day One. And what's been cool for the first time with Day One that I've been I've been loving lately is that every morning when I do my little journal journal entry, I go back to 2020, and 2020 is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right now in March of 2020 mm-hmm. my journaling yeah is like what's happening mm-hmm. the cases are going up no one the world's lost its mind mm-hmm. tours canceled no one and so i'll ask myself little questions now it, it, i'll ask my future self questions like well well the covid cases are spiking again and will this, you know, will this matter? Will this, this little thing matter to you, Mr. 2021? So then in now I'll go answer it in my current journal. So I'll, I'll write my what's going on today. And then, and then I'll skip a line and then I'll do, oh, and to answer 2020, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> That's cool. And That's so really cool. I'm hoping that then years will go by and I'll be able to answer questions mm-hmm. all the way back. And so my point is with you, Cole, you could, if you start this journal and you're like, hey, Mr. 2020, 2022, Cole, this car just sideswiped me and it it really pissed me off. Does it even matter in 2022? And then you'll answer yeah. yourself and you go, no. <laughs> No, dude, I got a, actually a really cool truck now. Yeah. And I got the cool yeah. truck because I was going to get it repaired, then it was going to cost too much, and then I found this truck on Craigslist, and then it's actually, I'll actually love it, and it's way better. Yeah. So then you go, oh. Yeah. And if you're out there living life, these things are going to happen. Yeah.
1: If you don't have any of these stories to tell, it means you're not living life. If everything is just, yeah, well, I woke up, and then I did this, and I went back to bed, it's like, if you get out there and you're pursuing things, you're passionate about things, yep. and you invest in people and yeah. causes, like things are going to happen. I mean, I just think back to some of like, it, it's just created a great story for both of us to be in our lives, the things that we've been through that you yep. then get to sit around a campfire and be like, dude, let me tell you this one time, Cole, like, my car broke down and I was a thousand miles from home and I didn't have any money and I didn't have cell phones back then. And it's like you get to tell people the story of like this is what I overcame. It's another cookie in the cookie yep. jar, as Goggins says, of something you can draw back on the next time that you face something really hard. It's like, dude, I got this, man. I, you know, went I through you. that other thing. That's
0: it. I had yeah. a friend in in high school. He's a couple years older than me, and he hyperextended his knee, and he was an offensive lineman in high school football, and he blew out his knee. The doctor said you can't play football again, and he said, well what if I was a kicker and the doctor's like, I mean, I guess you could be a kicker, but you just can't have, you can't be contact. Like you can't play offensive line. Mm -hmm. So he's like, okay. So he started being, he started practicing every day and every single day, everyone else is out there hitting with pads and he's over there by the goalpost, just kicking, 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 Mm -hmm. kicking. And he got to the point, I remember at his house, he would kick from his front yard to his backyard like chipping over the house, nice. Back in, and he would he would have like a huge bag of balls. Well, this guy ends up getting a scholarship at the University of Texas, plays for Texas, and then after after that he goes into the pros. He has since had one of the longest careers in the pros. His name is Phil Dawson, and I think he's currently with San Francisco. But the dude has played made a lifetime yeah. out of a knee injury, one knee injury. Yeah. So, and that's speaking directly to your hyperextended elbow. I know that that's, that's an extreme case, but yeah. it, you could take everything <clears throat> and go, what what good can come out of this? Because imagine if Phil Dawson just said, I blew up my knee. Life yeah. sucks. I mean, yeah. it seems like everything's out to get me I, I'm yeah. dealing with a lot of adversity and it just keeps piling up. Yeah. But what if he said that? That yeah. he just bypassed a multi-million dollar NFL career if you thought that way. That's right. Yeah. So it's a mindset, dude.
1: Yeah, so think about and this is not just for Cole, but for anybody out there that's going through a really rough season of life or really even a rough situation and this is the mindset I always try to like keep my team in and keep myself in is you're gonna get to a point where you're past it. Whatever is happening, the season's gonna change. And you're going to get to watch the game film of how you responded. I always try to think, like, okay, if I'm going to look back on how I responded to this adversity, how I responded to the challenge, how I responded to the suffering, like, I want to be able to look back at it and say, man, I gave it everything I had. I had a great attitude. Um, And that's it. And that kind of helps me center in the situation to be like, no, man, like, this. I want to look back at the journal entry during this time and say, man, I continue to like center myself and say, no, man, these are the things that I have to do. These are my standards and these are going to get me through this. And then six months from now, when I look back at it, you can be like, yeah, man, that's that worked. Like that was, you know, helped me
0: get through it. So, yep. Yeah. So here's the mindset. Let me change your mantra here. You said being positive doesn't always mean being happy all the time. It means even on, even on the hard days, better days are coming. Let me change that for you. Being positive doesn't mean being happy all the time. It means that even on the hard days, you find the good in them. And that's a big yep. difference between during the hard days, you'll think better days are coming. Like what, what kind of life is that to have a hard day and go Yeah. better days are, I hope better days are coming instead yeah. of going, this is tough, but you know, I could find, I could find positivity. Now, today, in this moment, in this present moment of hard, I could find the good. Yep. I, could, I could see that this is the beginning of something new. Like this car wreck is the beginning of something new, like maybe a new truck. Yeah. Yeah. That's so perfect. We're going to take a break. Be right back. This podcast is brought to you by a ritual. You know, we deserve to know whatever we put in our bodies, and especially when it comes to something we take every single day. Ritual is clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin. is formulated with high-quality nutrients and is bioavailable forms that your body could actually use. What you're not going to find in there is like sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, and artificial colorants. Plus, it has a really good taste. Honestly, it has a really good taste. And delayed release capsule design makes taking your vitamins easy. I've tried to take vitamins in the past. And I've always been burned by them. I got got a sensitive stomach. I don't know about y'all, but if I take, if I just go and grab like a really nice looking multivitamin off the shelf, I've done that before. I actually did that when I was in college one time. And as I was walking to class after I took it, I ended up throwing up on the sidewalk. Terribly embarrassing moment. Now, that's probably not a good enough reason to uh, tell you not to ever use multivitamins, but that's what those did to my stomach, and then started taking Ritual, and they're super easy. They, I don't know what it is, some, some, something about the capsule is just easy on your body. So uh, I just know, I could sit there and look at that package and know exactly what I'm getting, which is really important. Multivitamin should contain key in nutrients and forms that your body could actually use to help fill gaps in the diet. No shady extras. It has a delayed release capsule design that delivers high-quality nutrients, including vitamin D3 and just two daily pills. You always know what nutrients you're taking and where they're coming from because it has a one-of-a-kind visible supply chain that Ritual uses. Women, men, teens, Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support all the different kinds of life stages. So one of the coolest things about it is you just sign up, it comes to your door, right to your door every single month. You don't even deal with it. You could start, snooze, cancel your subscription anytime. If you don't love it the first month, they're going to refund your entire order. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Granger to start your ritual today. Podcast is also brought to you today by Athletic Greens, one of my favorites. I know you guys have heard me talk about I make these morning shakes. I've been doing it for over 10 years. 2008, I think is the first time I made these shakes. It's like protein, banana, apple, maybe peanut butter if I'm needing to fill up a little bit. Maybe some oatmeal if I'm needing to fill up a little bit. But about six or seven years ago, I started adding greens because I just thought, man, I need my, I need my salads. I need my greens in my life. And, and just probably just like most people, I'm not really interested in getting tons of side items that are green. Like if I'm ordering chicken, I'm not just thinking about, oh, I have to get greens. But I could take care of that in my shake, drop it in the blender, blend it up. It mixes with the protein, done. Well, here's what the athletic greens, here's where athletic greens comes into the picture for me. Because it comes in a powdered form. And it has everything you need in the greens and you throw it in water, you throw it in your shake, you could throw it in orange juice, you could put it in mixes really nice with anything and you're getting exactly what your body needs as as far as greens. And everyone will tell you, every doctor will tell you that you got to take, you got to eat your greens. We know that. So today's program is brought to you by Athletic Greens. It's the most comprehensive daily nutritional beverage I've ever tried. So this is where Athletic Greens can help. Their daily all-in-one superfood powder is your nutritional essential. It's by far the easiest and most delicious nutritional habit you could add to your health routine every day and empower you to take ownership of your health. So many stressors in life that's difficult to get ahead when you have things like busy schedules, poor sleep, exercise, stress, simply not eating the right foods. All this is where Athletic Greens could, could fix it. One tasty scoop of Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, mineral, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more. That all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, increase energy and focus, aid with digestion, and supports a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products or filling your shake like me with kale. It solves that problem for me. So it's a lifestyle friendly product, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan. Lots of cheeseburgers. Whatever you do, it fits right in. It's, less, it's got less than one gram of sugar without compromising on taste. Athletic Greens is doubling down right now today on supporting your immune system during the spring months. They're offering my audience a free one-year supply of vitamin D and a free five-pack travel. Of athletic greens. So your first purchase, which I'll include in my link today, you'll basically never have to buy vitamin D again. So whether you're looking looking to get peak performance or better health, covering your bases with that athletic greens makes investing in your energy, immunity, and gut health each day simply taste perfect. Simply visit athleticgreens.com Slash Granger and join health experts, athletes, health conscious go getters around the world and a couple country singers and make your daily commitment to health every single day. Again, visit athletic greens slash dot com, athletic dot com slash Granger and get your free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. All right, I want to get into this question. The the subject is cease and desist request. This is a true story, and this is... uh, I know what this is about, and this is personal for me. So, um, And I saw this email come in. Like you know this person, you're part of this case. I was part of this. (laughs) I'm actually part of this whole thing. And it's it's pretty funny. Um, So this is Mm -hmm. a guy named Paul Underwood. He has a restaurant... In Brownwood, Texas, you know Brownwood. Yeah, it's called Underwood's Cafe. Okay, you driven by it before? No, it's legendary. Okay, it's got this big
1: cowboy out front. Underwood's Cafe.
0: Underwood's. Okay. Cafeteria. Okay. Thing. And so, and Paul's writing cease and desist request, um, and he's writing from a. He's joking with me, because it's a story that happened in, <laughs> I don't remember what year, Paul, if you're listening, I know he listen to this podcast, you're gonna have to gonna help me, but we, we roll through Brownwood, Texas. We all get out, me and the band and crew, we're gonna eat at one of our favorite stops on the road. And people usually see a group of guys and they're like, are y'all a band? <laughs> what's kind of, what kind of music is it you know it's yeah. like a question it happens every time during this time no one knew who we were you still get the question but it never really cause people say are you a band and then yes what kind of music country music have i heard of you no
1: <laughs> like it's kind of
0: just It always ends yeah. on a bad it makes note. you feel good right so yeah, no. I got into a very unhealthy habit of joking with that question (laughs) this one particular time. Of course you did. I really got (laughs) my foot up in my mouth because this one guy says, you guys a band? And I was like, kind of. And he's like, oh, what do you mean kind of? I was like, well, we're a crew. I was like, oh, cool. What kind of music? I was like, country music. And he goes, have I heard of the band? And I was like, maybe. Keith Urban? And he goes, seriously? <laughs> and I thought, when he said seriously, I thought he meant, of course not. Yeah. But he was serious. Yeah. Seriously? And I was like, yeah. yeah. And he's like, do you guys play? And I was like, oh, we're the lighting crew. And he's like, is Keith playing locally? And we're like, he's, and he's in Abilene. Oh, that's my just, gosh. That's where had <laughs> I, somewhere around this point in the conversation, I kept it going <sighs> and didn't stop. And I didn't, it was like. You were too far in. It was like a yeah. train. I yeah. couldn't stop it. Yeah. And I didn't know where. I was too were stupid. Were the other guys with you? Yes. Were they not oh, laughing? By, by then, they're just like. Were they not laughing they were like, kinda, uh-huh. at first? But then they're just like, shut up, Granger, shut <laughs> up, Granger, shut up, Granger. <laughs> it so happens this guy's like part owners of this restaurant. And so I was like. Oh, no. Uh-huh. He goes, man. I, I, he said something along the lines of I have a daughter who's a massive Keith Urban fan. I would love to get some tickets. If there's any way. So I I said, Let me get you my email and I'll help you with the tickets. And I mean I mean by this time I'm just like, where's the back door? I gotta get out of here. This is the I thought in my head this was gonna just be like ha oh, ha know, Keith yeah, Urban. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Yeah. No, but really a Granger Smith. I know you never heard of us. Yeah. No one's ever heard of me. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Maybe I'll look you up one day. That's how I thought it was gonna go. This and it had before this one went terribly wrong. Um. So, this is a joke by Paul. What's funny is I, my conscience killed me. I got him in, in the van, emailed him later, and was like, "Hey, Paul, I'm so sorry. My name is Granger. I feel like an idiot. I have nothing to do with Keith Urban." <laughs> we're a band and we are playing in abilene but it's just little old me yeah and he he replied he was such a good sport and then we we basically became friends like pen pal friends we still yeah. write back and forth so he wrote me this long email from Vern wobbly his alter ego and uh Basically, making fun of the entire conversation. He, he said, Enclosed, you'll find an invoice for $922 in Keith Urban merchandise that we gave to the fans that I promised uh, would get it. So, um, yeah, that's pretty good. He says, uh, P.S., this could perhaps lead to a larger discussion on your podcast about road pranks. So, yeah, shout out to Paul, shout out to Underwoods. And I'm still, it's one of the stupidest conversations I've had um are you guys prankers
1: like do y'all do pranks you know i love pranks yeah i like to do pranks on other people
0: yeah man we we have pranked other bands but when it comes to our band we have traveled together so long that any prank becomes really bad yeah
1: take you too far how
0: dare you one we set up one rule a long time ago that's never mess with a dude while he's sleeping never yeah and every once in a while, we'd hire a new crew guy, and he would break that rule. And then we'd have to remember to tell him. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you're on the road, sleep is so important yeah. that you start messing with some dude's nap time. yeah, Or middle of the night, you're drawing faces on with a Sharpie <laughs> on his face, you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, there's, there is – that's a whole different podcast of yeah. the, the pranks that I probably can't even say on this one. But, yeah. That's good. Shout out to Paul. Sorry about that, buddy. Still sorry, I'm stupid. All right, so, Bernie, we have, what's next? Anonymous help, please, and podcast question. Um, I I hear your cry for help. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. says, hey, Granger, my name is Destiny. I'd like, (laughs) I hate it when it does that. I hate when it says the next sentence says, I'd like to remain anonymous. (laughs) 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 <laughs> that guys, it
1: happens all the time. Guys,
0: the, if you're... Well, really, hey, that's a little bit on her.
1: I, I'm sorry, Destiny. Yeah, you can blame
0: this on me. But if you want to remain anonymous... I'm not going to say where you're from or how old you yeah, are. Yeah, there's how about a lot that? of Destinies out there. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, guys, please, if you're writing me, don't put your name in the first <laughs> sentence. And the second sentence is you want to remain anonymous. I'm sorry that happens. <laughs> I'm connecting with you in hopes that you can help me. And I'm, I'm get serious because she says help, please. So I don't okay, want to be okay. laughing through this. <laughs> right, um, I'm connecting with you in hopes that you could help me. I've watched your podcast from start, and your most recent. You have become such a inspiration, and it's helped me get closer to God and faith. Um, I use your words as daily motivation and as a guide for how I want to live my life and how I want my sons to be. I recently got into a relationship two months ago with a guy I've known for a while. Only problem is he lives in Oklahoma. And that's a long way from where she lives, by the way. I've, I've made visit with him, visits with him, and I've met with him and his family, and I've thought I instantly clicked with him and vice versa. <coughs> However, he just told me today, two months after getting together, that he went and met with a girl and intended on cheating, but couldn't and used me as the excuse to leave the other girl. And that was a month ago. I'm not sure what to do. Uh, He has been part of my son's life, and I put so much time and effort and affection into wanting this to work. My son loves him. Reminder, we have Mm -hmm. known each other for almost a year and a half before getting together. I fell for him in the beginning, and he said that he couldn't continue with the act. Hang on a second. I fell for him at the beginning, and he said that he couldn't continue with the act with her, and it was a mistake he regrets it, but was always told to leave and not continue being with a cheater. I'm sorry, I'm trying to follow this uh, the writing here. I just bought a plane ticket for me and my son for New Year's, and I'm just not sure what to do. My heart says stay, but my brain says it's not right. I'm glad you said the last sentence, because that really helps me. That last sentence really helps me a lot. Yeah.
1: So her brain says stay, but her heart says it's not no, right. No,
0: opposite. My brain says stay. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry. My heart says stay, stay, but my brain, brain says, says it's not, not right. right.
1: Okay. And does she mean stay home or stay with
0: the with Stay with, the, with the guy, yeah. Oh. That's a good question, Bernie. Yeah. Because <laughs> she bought plane tickets to fly there. Yeah. My heart says to stay, but my brain says But my brain knows it's not right. I think she means not right to stay with him. With him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Where do you want to start? I'll jump in, dude. Well, I like that you said the heart-brain thing because that really helps me because that's very biblical that the heart is evil in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And it's a misconception in our world to follow your heart, follow Mm -hmm. your feelings, follow what makes you feel good, man. Follow what your heart tells you is right. But God gave you this brain that's able to calculate and and manipulate situations and overcome adversities and obstacles and have discernment and where to when to not go down dark alleys and when to when to eat and when to you know like that's what your brain does. The heart is just this pumping organ that pumps blood that is synonymous with feelings. And in this situation, your brain says it's not right. You got to trust your brain. Yeah, absolutely. You also have to think about your son
1: <clears throat> and being very, very protective. I'm sure you love your son dearly, you want the best for him. Just yeah. being <clears throat> even more thoughtful um, about what you expose him to and Dude, Brady, what kind of effect at, that that has on. Look him. at this. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Young. She's young. To I'm not gonna age, say the age, but young. Young.
0: Um, What you would have thought? You would have thought this girl was 38, right? You know, I thought that that's how
1: old she was. <laughs> yeah. And then you said, you know, I've my son and blah, 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 and I was like, okay, well, maybe she's a little bit older, but she's young. Um.
0: Yeah. I. I Destiny, I, this is easy. Leave the dude. Yeah. Leave the dude. A, he's in Oklahoma. That's a long way away. Yeah. B, you have a son. That's your number one priority. And this dude has already, already flirted with the idea of cheating on you. Yeah. If he, if
1: like he hasn't come in and completely wooed you by the way he pursues you and loves you and gives himself up for you, which is all biblical, which, and he is not making you fall in love with Jesus more, there's no question. If it's like a yeah, but I kind of like him. He's cute. Like, there's there's a greater person out there for you, absolutely. And and I'm not sure I can quote exactly what Parker said last week, but becoming that person, she can become that person that will be worthy of that one Mm. that she will meet. I think that yes. I think that needs to be your focus now and on your son and being the mother. Um, you know, the best mother that you can be.
0: Um, and then. Yeah. Become yeah. the mother that you want to be. So then you could open up for, to meet the person that you deserve. Yeah. You can't meet that person that you deserve unless you become the mother you want to be, or at least you're on the path. Yeah. And let me just say where you live, there's, I'm not going to say it cause you're anonymous, but there's a lot of really good guys where you live a lot. And you don't have to go all the way to Oklahoma to find one. So there's a, too many red flags in this. This is a yep. very clear cut to me. Sometimes questions come in where Bernie and I have to really think about it. This is really clear cut to me. Yeah, you have other Great. priorities. Um, you're still really young. There's no sense of urgency. Take care of what you do. You probably have family where you live too. You don't want to get. You don't want to leave them. You don't want to spend money on plane tickets. This email came in in November, so did, something has already happened since yeah. we're reading it. Yeah. Um, so write back in and tell us. Tell us. Yeah. Where tell you us are. what happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty stupid because the the subject line said anonymous, <laughs> anonymous, please up, <laughs> uh, and I still. But ir- she put her name. Uh, I don't like know. No, know. I'm sorry. Like, uh, it's okay. Okay. So, um, we're looking at podcast question. Or what's next? Uh, those are both
1: very ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go. Let's go. What's
0: next? Okay. It says, "Hey, my name is Jason. I'm from Arkansas. Longtime fan since my sh- my son showed me Earl Dibbles Jr. back when he was in school in 2013. What is your plan after music? Oh. By that, I mean." If you couldn't perform anymore and you had to choose between making music, touring over family, what would you do to support your family? This isn't a knock or anything like that, but if your music wasn't an option anymore, what would your life look like in the future? Love the new album, both volumes, Yee Yee. Glad I
1: picked that. I was reading the title as like, what's next? Mm-hmm. You know, for me, you know, like, yeah, help mm. me figure out what's next, but...
0: Mm. Yeah, well, let's say first of all—well, shout-out to Arkansas. Thank you, Jason. Um, let me say first of all, you you said if I had to choose making music touring over family. I don't really know what that means, but of course it's obvious what I would choose. But what you mean is— um, If I didn't have music and touring, how would I take care of my family? I think that's what you mean. So, it's a good question. The easiest answer is, well, I'll say this. I'm not going to be making music and touring. I'll at least not be touring my whole rest of my life if I was going to plan it out. Now, we all know... We we'll only have today. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. But if I was going to map out my life, I would say I'm not going to be torn when I'm an old man. If if you know God will, and I'm an old man, I'll probably always be making music just because I love making music. But the obvious answer is we have Yee, Yee apparel, mm. and that is one of the biggest blessings outside of other humans in my life. It's it's one of the biggest blessings. That's monetary as Yee, Yee Apparel. It is, it has kept me alive during the pandemic. Um, the growth of Yee Yee Apparel happened at the same time the decline of touring happened, which is just a miracle in itself. And I love it. I love this company. I love Yee, Yee Apparel. I love the brand. I love the, the faith, family, outdoor value that it stands for. I love that, um, it's a great foundation for not only this podcast, but for future albums and touring and meet and greets. And it's just all kind of connects together. So if you take any component out of that little circle of mine, it's the circle still lives. So that's my first answer. My second answer could be that I have felt a calling lately for maybe jumping into some kind of public speaking type environment and so much so that I've actually talked to my booking agent about what would be the steps we need to take if, if opportunities came up where someone said we have this convention and we want Granger to speak at the convention, mm-hmm. we have a 20 minute slot for him. And then there's Joe Montana is headlining it. And then someone else, you know, that, that's how same as music, but speaking, So I kind of started uncovering a little bit of that world through my booking agent because they do that. They do that too. And it's really intriguing to me because a, there's a ton of fulfillment in being able to speak almost like we, we do on this podcast, but actually with a live audience. And then, and the second thing is, the longevity of being able to go and do public speaking lasts a lot longer than going out with a band and playing music. Mm. What I mean is you, you see a lot more old gray hair men speaking mm-hmm. and not as many of them singing. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I haven't unpacked it any more than that. Really. Um, I'll tell you what the conversation with the booking agent was. The conversation was we need to connect you to our book department. Because typically the way that you do what you're you're saying is you start with a book, book. and then you pitch the book to these speaking engagements, and they say, "What is it, what does he talk about?" Is well, it here's a book. To, yeah, here's the book. He could t- he could talk about these ten subjects. He could talk about career, music, faith, Ooh. life after loss. He could talk about these things. Or here's his book. He talks about that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the So then I talked to the book department at my booking agency. And yeah, so this is all pretty new and I've never really talked about it. So love to hear your thoughts on this podcast. But
1: Yeah, I'm excited, buddy. Either
0: way, no matter what. You coming that's, with me? I'm coming with you. All right. Dude. Coming with you. Okay. All right. Um the last question here today is titled Podcast, podcast question. question and that's why it's last. Because it was a little bit of a boring subject line. But it's probably probably really good. Let's find out. It says, hey, Granger, my name is Josh. I'm from Texas. I love your music, your family, and your YouTube. Uh, I've seen you every time you come to Billy Bob's, and I can't wait for the next time for meet and greets so I could give you a challenge coin for my department. Try to sum this up. My wife and I have been married for 12 years, and we've struggled to have kids. I've had we've had two miscarriages. We've spent over 20 grand on IVF treatments and have been told it's impossible. God's sense has blessed us with two beautiful miracles. But that is a testimony for a longer format if you're interested. I'm a man of God. I understand that I am supposed to let go of things and I don't understand and turn away from it. Oh, I'm supposed to let go of things that I don't understand and turn away from anger. But anytime I see people who had children by accident and don't appreciate it, or people who give up on their kids, Or have abortions. It angers me so much. I find difficulty in showing these people love. I thought it would be so different once we had our kids of our own, but it hasn't. How do I move past this anger and learn to love these people as some are close friends or family? Mm. I love how you take deep questions and give godly insight and advice. Thanks for all you do. Keep it up. Giggum and yee ye, Josh. Deep. Yeah, I I share, Josh, I I share um, with you in this miscarriage and I share with you IVF. So we have that in common. And you didn't know that when you wrote this email, but you didn't know as you're writing that, that we had more in common than you think. Um, Your thoughts burn. Mm -hmm. You're such a, you're such a good family dad too. And you have, you had an adopted child, Mm -hmm. which kind of helps that perspective as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that there can be a difference between a righteous anger and um, judgment uh, anger. Um, this is a really tough question that <clears throat> can get controversial really fast. Sure, and but I, I I share with you in that that anger and that just. Uh, I don't know if it's anger. I don't know if anger is the right word as much as it should be heartbreak. Um, When you see children neglected, no matter where in development stage they are, it's, it's neglect, it's lack of accountability, it's lack of support. uh, It's, it's brokenness of our world. Just it's very um, front and center. Um I I would just advise to I mean if I had to I I don't know man I think that we're all kind of in the same boat sometimes dealing with seeing people neglect their kids or or just leave their kids um at the hospital after they're born um but Um, I also know that we are all by nature just sinful and prone to it. So I don't think that we can, what, what should we expect? What more should we expect from, from a, a, a sinful people and sinful Mm. humans? Good point. And, and how did we forget that it was only by God's grace that our eyes were open to our need for him and his and his grace how can we not view these things with anything but grace and broken-heartedness
0: unless we're also viewing ourselves as the chief of sinners as well yeah, you're expecting too much from mankind mankind yeah. but you look you look to man for that kind of thing that kind of perfection that you want so desperately to see you're never going to see it unless you're yeah. looking up because that's yeah. the only place you're going to see it Yeah, you're you're saying you're finding difficulty showing these people love. I get it, man. I get it. But this is what you got to remember, especially with the friends and family that you're talking about, the close friends and family. The only way you're going to affect them is through love. Anger will get you nowhere with these people. And how do you do that? You're asking, Mm -hmm. you're thinking, how do I show these people love? I don't even respect their life decisions about their kids. How about this? You're with friends and family. You're sitting around and you just go, man. I cannot tell you how thankful and grateful and blessed I am with these babies. Can you believe the 12-year struggle I had and the money that was so hard to come by that we yeah. put towards this and, the, and the, the heartbreak of miscarriages? And I look at these two—I'm reading your words, buddy. I'm looking at these two beautiful miracles that are a testimony— to my life and the love of God. You say that to them? You don't think in their mind they're going to be like, dang, I I know exactly what he's talking about with yeah. me. I yeah. feel exactly what. like. That's the way to get, instead of approaching them with their life, just pull back on your own life and, and just pour in the gratefulness. Yeah. And show them what a miracle that a little baby is.
1: Yeah. And and not only that, um, Granger mentioned that my wife and I um, had a bio child and then we were foster parents and adopted a little girl and then we had another bio. Um, So I, and I think that this is going to be, you know, rooted in the word as well, like sometimes the energy that we spend looking at other people saying, why are you not doing this instead of Hey, go adopt another kid. Go go be a foster parent as well. You have these two. If you want to like display what God's love is, it's an orphan being brought into a family. Someone who did not deserve the love being brought in and made their own like the, she is our own. And so I'm going to be a strong advocate for let's turn our energy Energy away from saying y'all don't need to do this to hey, I could I mean you would be astonished at the number of foster kids there are in the system just in Travis County. Mm. I know that there's a lot of love probably in your heart still, and a lot of anger mm. that could easily be turned to love for one or two or three more adopted kids or foster kids or whatever whatever you feel called to. But um, I think that in that, um, God will just continue to give you grace. I think as you just continue to divide his word and really push into it, you're going to start to see, um, your, yourself more and more broken and in need of him. And that's going to allow you to just look at others with so much more grace and your own situation with so much more gratitude.
0: So good. I'm, I'm going to talk about one sentence that you said, I'm a man of God and I'm supposed to let go of things I don't understand. I don't really think there's any, yeah. any there's nothing biblical about that sentence. Right. I mean, uh,
1: yeah, I think he may be saying like, you know, like God's ways are higher than our ways and we don't understand them. Right. And so it's like, I need to yeah. let go of it. But I also agree with you. Like, I don't think we let go of that. I think mm-hmm. God loves us to wrestle mm-hmm. with him in the hard
0: and where do we find it the in, the scr- in the scripture? We go yeah. straight there. We run to it. Yeah. And and you're you're going. I mean, I'm flipping these pages, and I don't see anything about people aborting their babies, and that's why I'm so angry right now. I get, Dude, there's stuff in there that you yeah. can find that's really close to what you are talking about. You'll find it in there, and then you'll find the reaction, and then you'll find God's reaction. This is crazy how you could find stuff that's very relevant to exactly what you're talking about in those pages. So don't don't run or let go of things you don't understand. Just, just give it to God and, and yeah. look. But that doesn't mean just go, I don't understand, so God, you got it. No, dig into it. Yeah. but make sure the grounding of what you're digging into is correct yeah a that's good, a good word man dude, a good yeah. question man yeah good question thank you josh thank you for everyone that uh emailed today and burns yep. appreciate you dude we yep. will have you back if you want to see more bernie say <clears throat> say more bernie thank you guys hey before we get off let yep. me do some of these shout outs i get them all the time yeah um dh has a birthday shout out um cole nixon jacob fulton gloria strong uh, Marty Meserve, Keenan Fur, Jen Dios, Hayden Lancaster, Adam Blakely, Jacob Green, and Dwight Martin. Shout out to all you guys for listening nice. to the podcast. If he said your name, you got to share this and buy a new yee, yee t-shirt. It's part of the deal. In fact, right. if you heard anything today that you were like, hey, that relates to my friend or my life, share sure. it with, share it with yeah, them. Absolutely. Yeah. Love you guys. Yee, yee. See you. slash iHeart.